Hello again. Can you see through a wall? Can you see through human skin? X-rays see through solid, or so-called solid, objects. There are things in life that exist, and yet our eyes cannot see them. Have you ever seen something startling that others cannot see? Why are some things kept from our vision? Is life a puzzle? I am filled with questions. Sometimes my questions are answered. In my heart, I can tell if the answer is correct. I am my own judge. In a dream, are all the characters really you? Different aspects of you? Do answers come in dreams? Hey, everybody. Welcome to No Small Thing, the podcast dedicated to helping you live a less certain and more curious life. I'm Scott. And I'm Mace. Welcome to episode number 106. Bang. Drum roll. Uh, Drum rolls and sounds and noises and smiles and joyful feelings. Dreams. Dreams. It's so weird. We've already said this. We've already said this. We've been talking about this for about a month now, so... You know that we've been doing the dream log. I think it's more than a month. I, I'm just saying what I'm saying is like it, it, a little bit of stuff in this intro is going to be things we've already been saying to each other, but we're saying it now on air. Mm-hmm. Yes, we've been like, talking about this for a while now, yes. and this is the most no small thing topic. That's what I was going to say. Like, I'm shocked that we haven't talked about this. A hundred plus episodes. And we did in. an episode on sleep, but not dreams. You know? Yeah, that does feel odd. Have we done yeah. two sleep episodes? No. We should do sleep again and dreams. All we can say now is that this will be a topic that comes mm-hmm. up again. Mm-hmm. That is for sure. <laughs> I've knocked over this, this the second time Macy's <laughs> knocked over their water so bottle. I'm excited. Is that kind of a new one? I haven't really recognized that one. Yeah, I lost one of mine. I left a backpack on a bus mm-hmm. and didn't go and retrieve it. So That's the fine. water bottle's gone. That's fine. No judgment. Uh, okay, so dreams. Why is it a no small thing type of vibe? Are you asking me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, it's so many. I feel like it's the peak of curiosity Mm -hmm. in terms of like our introspective worlds. Like dreams are very fascinating. And I think it's just right in our wheelhouse of like weird imagination. They're so creative. They feel really important to who you are. They feel really important. So I think that's, I don't know, I... I haven't been someone who has kept that much like logs or kept in touch with my dreams and doing this for this episode. I'm more, my curiosity is just getting peaked and peaked and peaked and I'm enjoying paying attention to my dreams more and more. Yes. So, and I feel like, I I feel like we say our little tagline and it was sort of random the way it came about. Less certain, more curious. Yeah, we didn't have that mission at the beginning. We were just like, let's just have some fun conversations. We're going to talk to each yeah. other on microphone. But I believe in it. Yeah. And I, yeah. I feel if people really understood just how much we mean it, they'd be so pumped. And I think some people are pumped, but we really mean it. Like Dreams feel, feel like the least certain thing. Yeah. Like they're helping us get in touch with our uncertainty. Yes, yes. That's... 
they they give us a chance to like experience the world without the certain logic aspects of it. But uh, if we want to repress and not pay attention, then we're just going to remain rigid and not curious. But they have the potential to make us more curious. I think so, yeah. for sure, yeah. for sure. Um, so I, I was thinking I would read you some little passages. Yeah, so Scott has been a reader about the dream slash you guys get excited because we've been making dream logs and I'll say I have had some funny dreams. Scott dreams so vividly. I don't dream this vividly. And it's really strange because I read in this book too that alcohol inhibits dreaming. And so I'm like, well, I, I, I drink not like crazy, but like I definitely have drinks before bed and I'm like, do I dream more vividly without drinks? Like, I don't know. I can't imagine. I know, because I'm can't already dreaming so vividly. How vivid, how yeah. much more vivid it could be. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't, I have had, like, I have always less vivid dreams than you and often more forgetful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of been my whole life, I think. But I, I think also, you can train yourself. I know, I know. This I book think says. So. Okay, book you says. have quotes? I have quotes, and I'm going to divide this. So, so as we're introing dreams here, I am going to, <laughs> um, like, I'm, I'm just going to whet your appetite with some different categories of, like, why we Good. should pay attention to dreams. Are there skeptics? Are you listening and you're like, dreams? Boring. I think that there are some people who don't, or, like, dreams are useless. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, so I read a book called Why We Dream, The Transformative Power of Our Nightly Journey. I got a few other books that I might read someday, but this one seemed to be like the most recent book that considers all of the perspectives. Like it's a really well-rounded book, like like all the different channels and approaches that you could take to dreams, whether it's like hmm. psychological, sociological, anthropological, historical. It's like a big giant survey of oh, dreams, cool. you know? Cool. Yeah. Um, so what am I saying? Uh, you're going to be, you're, you're going to, this intro to dreams will include four topics from this book. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just giving you a little, uh, oh yeah. So I'm trying to address people's skepticism. Like, like, uh, I don't know. Part of me thinks like if you're, if you're, I can, I can see myself in certain situations and this has been an interesting part of us doing these dream logs together where somebody's telling me about their dream and I'm bored, you yeah. know, but I guess it's not about the dream. It's about the teller. Like if you're just not good at telling your story or your dream, it's not about the dream. That's what I think I realized. Mm-hmm. You can be, you can have a great dream and still tell it in a boring way. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I saw some meme that was like that. Oh, where the, I should find it and post on a no small thing that was basically <laughs> saying that of like someone be like, oh my gosh, I had the most interesting dream, and All then right. they tell you, and you're like, yeah, that was so boring. Yeah, I mean, somebody has to. I guess maybe the trick of a dream, and and I feel like maybe I did this a little bit in my dream log is is you have to take into account that a lot of the reference points and things that stand out as weird to you don't mean anything to somebody else. So you have to help somebody understand why it's so weird Maybe to you. Maybe that's what's compelling. Anyways, that's it. But, 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 but yeah, no, I, I always just like, I won't even say who this person is. Somebody that's fairly close to me. I often bring, will bring up dreams and this has been going on for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. And this person is is a skeptic, like boring eye roll. Why would you talk about dreams? Like I'm not talking about, and I we've gotten arguments. I'm like now defending myself right now. I'm not talking about like superstition or like magic dreams or like, although why not think about it that way? But like I'm okay. talking about like they're saying something to us, right? And they should be taken seriously, and they're fun. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that everybody has their own unique relationship to dreams. Like I wonder if for someone to take them seriously might be really scary and threatening mm. for them, mm. you know? And I also wonder because I don't suffer from this, like I don't have super like traumatic dreams and right. maybe people who have really traumatic dreams i mean they're definitely saying something it probably needs to still be addressed but like they're gonna have a much different relationship to dreams because that's of nice. that that's nice of you to say that those you've addressed some listeners some <laughs> listeners like yeah that's how i feel that's not what this person i'm talking about is they're they're, <laughs> they're approaching it with like intellectual snobbery okay like it's like <laughs> That's not an intellectual thing to do is like talk about dreams. It's a waste of time, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's so interesting because I'm like, it's just, I mean, it's more information. Yeah. And I do think, I mean, we'll get into our dream logs, but like, it was fun to make dream logs and like see them as being really helpful in terms of my creativity. Yes, yes. Um, so we're going to take you on a bit of a journey, but we're also opening the conversation. Like mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about dreams mm-hmm. for a while now from here on yeah. out on no small thing. Yeah. We have been a little <laughs> bit unlocked to dreams yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're so like fanning out on dreams. <laughs> uh, okay. So which I did hear, yes. I, I listened to a podcast on quarantine dreams and people, Oh yes. People are dreaming more I bet. or, and, or at least remembering dreams more, for a few factors, one of them being that people are just sleeping more because they've been sheltering and placing and they've been able to sleep sheltering in. Sheltering and placing. Sheltering and placing. And it's similar to like experiencing a trauma when you experience a trauma. I I think this is what this person was saying is that you dream more, mm-hmm. I think, because you're helping to process. Mm-hmm. So people are dreaming more mm-hmm. as a result. And the most, now I'm just getting off of facts, but the dream that's come up the most as like a metaphor for COVID is bug attacks. Whoa. Have you had a bug attack dream? No. Oh, interesting. I feel like you have all the dreams. Like you have the teeth falling out dream. Oh yeah. Flying dreams. I've got all the dreams. <laughs> I've got all the dreams, baby. God has all the but dreams. But it's interesting to think about like maybe our collective attention was hyper-focused on these like killer hornets from over, over the water for a while. Did you read about that? No. Like there were these super, super, I, I'm not making this up. It, it wasn't, I, I think it was like Japanese killer hornets. Hmm. So I'm not getting it right. It's probably something else, but it was like that. And uh, it, it was like hornets or bees, killer bees that are massive and they bite and they're dangerous <laughs> and they were spotted in the Northwest. This sounds a little scary. I'm getting chills as you speak of it. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think they, the, those killer bees have been overshadowed by some other things, but it's a real thing. Like really? They somehow they've been spotted in the Northwest? Yeah. Like near us right they, now? They've been spotted in the Northwest, <laughs> like in, like between Seattle and Vancouver. Interesting. Yeah. It makes me a little nervous. Yeah, me too. <laughs> People are like, you should. Like this is a really bad thing. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. okay. Dreams, dreams. <laughs> um, okay. So. Uh, yeah, you're right. I'm not going to get into this necessarily, but just the like brain science is that uh, there is dreams do play a really important role in helping us process and heal and, and just organize, Mm -hmm. organize. Mm -hmm. Um, but so the first, the first thing I'm saying should be a bit of a finale, but I'm starting with it because this is what I think. And this maybe needs to be a whole conversation someday because we're not even trained, but we're both sort of, uh, intrigued by psychoanalysis. Yes. Yeah. Maybe one day I'll be trained. Yeah. Maybe one maybe, Yeah. So so right now we're just fans. Yes. And and we don't even know what that means. Not like officially. We're just looking at it. I'm not I'm not even like a proponent. Mm-hmm. Although I'd skew proponent. Mm-hmm. But I'm more of just like, this is really interesting. 
Um, and I'm not going to necessarily describe psychoanalysis to you right now, but essentially one element of it is letting, getting into a space with an analyst where you can let your mind wander and be curious about it. Yeah. And you say strange things. You don't, you don't edit yourself. You're like, I'm thinking this. I don't know why. And it, whoa, I just thought of this. And uh-oh. And the, and the analyst is like, huh, because what about last week when you said, but it's not like the coaching. Mm-hmm. Like there's a difference between like psychoanalysis and like coaching. You go to a counselor and they're like, you got this. You're, you're going to be better. Tell me your problems. Oh, yeah. Let's process that. Yeah, Let's- psychoanalysis is very different than like seeing a therapist mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. a counselor. Mm-hmm. They're doing different things there. Yes. So dreams are in this realm. Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, apparently I just didn't even realize with my own therapist who's a psychoanalysis. Uh, and we're not doing psychoanalysis because true psychoanalysis would be like meeting <laughs> several times a week. Bless you. Thank you. Um, but we have the spirit of it. And Macy, my friendship has the spirit of it. Mm-hmm. I feel like everything can have the spirit of it. It's true. Um, where dreams are the ultimate free form thinking and so yeah. you can treat them so psychoanalysis love analysts love dreams like oh bring that in let's talk about it. so i brought it's a dream really into my guy like two weeks ago and he was like i've never seen him that excited i was like what uh, he's really into this dream and i think he was like not ever gonna assign me to bring in a dream but the fact that i did on my own volition was like really exciting you should bring in your dream logs oh i know he'd be so pumped <laughs> so so this is just a little thing i guess too like one of the discoveries as i was reading this book is like if you're out there being like oh it's not it's not intellectually you know um respectable these days to to like freud i mean in in the psych psychological brain neuroscience world freud is seeing like a resurgence like there is a respect for freud hmm. like so there he was out for a while and now he's like back in and really? a lot of it has to do with dreams like he 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 loved writing about dreams and then people wrote him off and say dreams aren't science like you can't do anything with dreams yeah but if you look at his whole approach just in terms of like free association and thinking out loud and like taking that seriously okay this is just a little sound bite. <laughs> I, c- I don't even need to read it probably because we just said it. But no, they say, ever since Freud, a group of psychologists have continued to treat dreams as, and this is a phrase that Peter Rollins said in our episode, um, and I like it. So just think of it tonight as an intro. Ever since Freud, a group of psychologists have continued to treat dreams as the royal road to the unconscious. Uh-huh. Psychoanalyst Stephen Gross, for one, has elicited breakthroughs by probing his patients about their dreams. In the examined life, Gross recalled how one patient, a 66-year-old widow he called Elizabeth, would come to every appointment and complain about some minor crisis. She lost her wallet and keys. She spilled a glass of red wine on a friend's couch. She forgot her sister's birthday. Although Elizabeth existed in a state of perpetual anxiety, she and Gross kept running out of time before they could talk about bigger issues, like her husband's recent death, like her husband's recent death. For months, this charade went on. There was always some new problem that required urgent attention, Gross wrote. She could never remember any dreams. Only after a year of analysis did Elizabeth Elizabeth begin to open up about her husband's final months, confessing that as he lay dying of pancreatic cancer, she withdrew, avoiding him and taking any excuse to leave the house. Desperate to escape the reality of this looming death, terrified by his neediness, she turned away. Around this time, Elizabeth finally told Gross about a dream. The telephone rang at home, and she knew it was her husband calling, but she couldn't find the receiver. It wasn't in its usual place. The phone's endless ringing taunted her as she tore up the house, searching for it, to no avail. She woke up crying, and she wept again as she recalled the dream, the first time she had broken down about her husband in therapy. The dream and her outburst in in remembering it finally allowed Gross to crack through her emotional armor. To understand the litany of minor disasters and the immense 
guilt brimming beneath the surface. There were various ways to circumvent depressed, anxious feelings, Gross explained. It's not uncommon, for example, to exploit sexual fantasies or to use hypochondriacal worries. Elizabeth employed her disasters to calm herself. They were her tranquilizer. We can sometimes exploit a disaster to block internal change. This is just an example of, of like dreams being that thing that break break it open, finally. Yeah. And yeah. she was able to cry for the first time by unpacking her dream and taking it seriously. So dreams are not something to take lightly, just in terms of our mental health. I know. I feel like there's no getting around the fact that your dreams are affecting your life. Like, you just have to take it into consideration. Mm-hmm. I think it was Sadaw who said this one time, My one of the yoga guru. Your guru. The guru. <laughs> um, he was saying, like, talking in the morning, he was like, you have, like, we do this morning practice in the morning because we're living our whole lives still just responding to the dreams that we had the night before. Right now. It's like we think that we're just going to jump right into life, and it's like we just had this whole night of dreaming. Like, there's a lot there to, like, even just let go and have peace about that before we can engage with the world. It's like there was this whole other thing when we were sleeping. And I'm like, that, man, that felt really good. Also, I don't remember my dreams all the time, so I'm like, sometimes it really is just, like, I sleep and I wake up, and I'm like, I don't know if I live that much that dream. I mean, I wonder because I, I do think that it's it's been shown that dreams happen at every state of sleep, but it seems that they are the most intense during REM sleep. Yeah. So I'm like wondering if you're getting to that REM sleep state. I mean, a lot of people this happens to them. It's huh. not like it's just me. We got people in the comments, and most of them said, "I don't really remember my dreams." I'm out here Matthew dreaming. doesn't really folks. remember his dreams. Yeah, Scott's out here dreaming. I'm like shocked by how much you remember your dreams. Well, I mean, it's a curiosity thing. I think I'm I'm captivated by my dreams. Yeah. It doesn't seem like Matthew's that interested in his no, dreams. No, I don't think he's that interested. I'm pretty interested in my dreams. Yeah. Got to get that dream especially, log Especially, I think especially now that we started doing this dream log. But I do think that's so true about, I mean, they are, they are telling us so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. like I had that big... I had this really interesting dream. This was before we did the dream logs. And it was just after my breakup of me watching my own wedding from afar with my ex-partner, like watching it. And in the dream, I was like, not there. I was like despondent during the whole thing. And like, so not wanting to be in that situation. But you were kind of, weren't you also kind of zooming in? You were like zoom in teleconference to your own wedding. Yeah, I was like watching it happen yeah. outside of it. It was like there was two of me. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like See, sitting there. See, that would be so juicy for a therapeutic session. I know, know like I know. I mean, as I wish I had written that one down because it, 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 it felt really profound. And it was, we spent like an hour unpacking it and it, gave us so many things mm-hmm. to think about. I was mm-hmm. like, man, that it was like almost healing to mm-hmm. have this dream and to be like, yeah, like those are my feelings, you know? And I, you're able to feel them so much more strongly. And there was this visual with it provided by the dream that helps you to think through something in a new way that you don't have when you're just in your awake brain. Yeah. I mean, I guess we're kind of making an argument. I'm, I'm sold, but I do think there's skeptics out there and I'm just like, get Freaking serious about dreams. They're great. I doubt, I doubt anyone who has a know, podcast is a skeptic. They're like, though. move on. They're we're, like, we're, we're we know. In. We in. love dreams too. Yeah, yeah. Okay, is there a more? Yeah, yeah. Points? That's the first. That's the first. That's so I got, good. I got a uh, Scott has so the next one book is in bookmarks creativity. Oh, here we go. So that's psychoanalysis, exploring your heart, your mind, your soul. Um, I was definitely thinking of you when I wrote this one down, but ju- it's just a nice little soundbite. I mean, this whole section 
is about problem solving, but it's just about creativity in general. It says, both dreaming and imaginative thinking involve a kind of abandon, a letting go. The artist, like the dreamer, gives into the immediacy of her vision, foregoing her physical environment in favor of the fantasies in her mind's eye. In dreams, as in creation or free association, we indulge irrational thinking and briefly transcend the logic we follow in the day. In her book, Philosophy, Dreaming in the Literary Imagination, literary scholar Michaela strange sounds like a German name, went as far as suggesting that humans begin writing fiction as a way of sharing and making sense of their dreams. The earliest documents of written down stories actually record and interpret the author's dreams. For example, the Sumerian, oh, I never know how to say that word, the Sumerian, <laughs> the Sumerian dream text, the Epic of Gilgamesh, inscribed on a clay tablet over 5,000 years ago, she pointed out, the need to tell stories may have been sparked, not least of all, by the desire to communicate one's dreams. So it's fuel for creativity. Like, I've sensed that. And you already do it. You do it more than me in terms of creativity and creation. I'm trying to make beats, but there's not like a, a definitive outlet for my creativity. Yeah. Although you could say the podcast is creative. No, it's true. But um, yeah, as I've written my dream log, I've felt so free without judgment. I'm just writing this yeah. nonsense. Yeah. I feel like you're someone who, especially when I first met you, I remember you saying you wanted to be a writer and I feel like I, I don't hear you talk about it much, but it's really what you want. I know. I feel like these dream logs have been a way into that. Well, I'm like excited said, for you. That's really nice. Your painting inspires me. We'll see if it actually ever truly inspires me in the sense I actually do something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, you have to learn as you go. I mean, we even have three new paintings that show the progression. It's true. You know, and it's like you start and it's not exactly how you wanted it, but you do the next one and you do the next one. So it's like, I, I mean, it's so crazy how I talk to kids sometimes because I was talking to a girl today and she was like, I, I write all the time. I've been writing a lot during COVID, but I'm not a writer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, not a writer. Right. I'm like, look at my dream log. I was holding it up because I had not printed out. I was like, that'd be like me saying I'm not a dreamer. I am. Where am I a dreamer? You're a writer. You write. Yeah. But yeah. I can give someone a pep talk like that and then not but then do it myself. Not do it yourself. I'm, like, I'm not oh, a writer. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think that's really true. We'll get to my dream logs. I, especially when I wasn't working and was painting every day, I had a few dreams about painting. And I remember waking up and being like, well, I'll try and make that painting that I made in my dream. Perfect. Um, Perfect. But I, this is something that's come up because, again, this yoga, we do this yoga where we get into deep relaxation. And there are times where it's like, it's it's almost like a nap. Mm-hmm. situation mm-hmm. and i always think nap dreams are the most vivid Ooh. i don't know why but Ooh. to me nap dreams are nap dreams are fascinating They're almost true. always it's I like you sink quick yeah and, and i don't i don't nap often like napping is really rare for me and i almost always dream when i nap so i think that that's also something i'm like that's really weird um but this state that you get in this deep relaxation, it's like it's like a dream state, but you're slightly conscious. Yes. And I yes. almost, especially now since I do yoga at home, and I'm like, I think it's because I'm also near my paint things, but it's like I almost always get a paint, like a vision of I what something it. could be. And it's like, it's only when I'm in that state of like dreaminess Gold. that it Gold. can actually happen. Thank you. Thank you for affirming this experience of mine. Well, that's so exciting because that's what David Lynch talks about. And he says, I've heard him say it in so many different videos and trainings and stuff now. He always talks about creativity like fishing. Mm -hmm. And it's like your mind 
is the infinite source of ideas. Yeah. And you're at the top in a little canoe and you cast your pole and you're like, come on. And you just sit there patiently. And, and sometimes you get an idea and you're like, all yes, right, reel it in. Yes. Um, but he, that's for him, it transcendental meditation is the, is the way to do it. Is that. the way to do it. So yeah, that's kind of like what's happening. Yeah. You sink in. Yeah. And you, and you get an idea and you bring it up. Yeah. No, I mean, that's legit. I made these three paintings just after I was like, it, it came to me and I was like, I got to do it. Ah, you know, here so we go. Cool. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there's creativity. So there's psychoanalysis, exploring your mind, exploring your head and your, and that has leads to valid, legitimate life results. And then creativity. <laughs> I know I have to we really are pretend an argument. No one, I think. Um, okay, this is another one. This is in the problem solving thing. So like, okay. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, this is it. Okay, um, just the idea of like being more in tune with your dreams, like being a person that pays attention and gets comfortable with. What is that? Whatever is going on with dreams, which I feel mm-hmm. like I've gotten even more comfortable this week. Like, I'm already somebody. Like the the first, uh, the first line of the Enneagram Five song is, "I want to feel the universe expand." Yeah, you know. So there's just something about like infinite possibilities that just sounds perfect for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is just like the idea of problem solving. It says, "When we dream, or when we brainstorm or free associate, we withhold judgment, curiosity." Allowing ourselves, or less certainty, (laughs) allowing ourselves to consider ideas we might otherwise dismiss and to confront emotional truths we would rather resist. In fact, psychologists have even identified qualitative parallels between dreaming and daytime free associating. Both dreams and daydreams are emotionally and visually intense, but only occasionally incorporate senses like taste, smell, and physical pain and pleasure. Both reflect present concerns and anxieties about the future and plunge us into circumstances that are impossible or bizarre. The dreamer, like the daydreamer, lacks quote-unquote meta-awareness. She is ignorant of the state she's in and succumbs to the illusion that the fictive world is the only one. Tennyson put it well in the higher pantheism, dreams are true while they last, and do we not live in dreams? <laughs> I had to say that right, but... um. So, like, the, it goes on to just sort of say, like, if you're stuck or you want to be a creative thinker or a creative problem solver, like, get in touch with your dreams. Yeah, I think kind of this idea of taking them seriously helps you to take the idea of infinite possibilities seriously because that's what's happening in mm-hmm. your dream state. So I do think it's, like, if you can harness that and see its value, I do think it would it slowly would seep its way into what you can imagine for what can happen in the world. Yes, yes. I mean, we're here in Seattle right now. We have the Capitol chop, Hill chop. occupied protest or, or organized yeah. protest. We're not entirely sure. <laughs> um, but that feels like a dream. Yeah. You know? And everybody's like, the, watch the world. It's so triggering to the world. Oh, you can't do that. <laughs> like, somebody imagined America. These aren't, like, truths that just dropped from the sky. You know, it's like... The way we organize our society, you know, it's like, it's <laughs> one way. <laughs> Your vibrant really comes uh, out in geez. this whole process. <laughs> and there's this, there's this thing that stood out to me like a bolt of lightning. And if anybody that's about my age knows what I'm talking about, you'll probably remember. But it's in The Wire. And, you know, The Wire, essentially, the premise is the way they write it and portray it is there is no good and bad guys. There's like good cops and bad cops, good drug dealers and bad drug dealers. But it's not like cops versus drug dealers. You yeah. Know? There's drug dealers that you love and are so moral and, and, and sympathetic. And there are drug and there are cops that you absolutely hate. So you're just, you're just not approaching it. So 
I think season four is when this character Marlo Stanfield appears, and he's like the main drug dealer of Baltimore. And there's just this opening scene that's so profound where he walks into this like drugstore, and he's like the most powerful drug dealer in the city, you know, so people know him. And there's a and he's black, and then there's a black like security guard. And this drug dealer, Marlo, walks in and like takes some suckers and probably steals a bunch of other things and doesn't even bother to even pretend to pay. Just mm-hmm. walks out because it's who he is. And the security guard walks out and is like, hey, stop. You know, and he's like, looks at him. And he's very cocky. He's like, what are you going to do? And he's like, please, man, like I got a wife and kids. Like this is how I make my living. Don't do this to me. And Marlo looks at him and goes, you want it to be one way. And he's like, what? And he's like, think about it. You want it to be one way. And walks off, and then the credits, the music starts for the show. But I was like, yeah, that resonates so much. It's like there's a society set up where there's a, a mini mart and a security guard, and you're protecting these suckers, and I'm coming in, and hmm. you know, and it's like he's also has a business, yeah, and he doesn't yeah. have security guards, or he has his own, you know. But it's like, it's just, it's just a very, I don't know. I just that's, love that line. You want it to be one way. That's interesting. Yeah, and that's what's interesting. That stood out to you. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. I was like, you want it to be one way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> this would be the finale of my intro because this is more of like a Scott and Macy bonding moment. <laughs> this is wild. I just want to, it might, I mean, <laughs> you never know. I could cut it out, but like, this just sounds so like, as I was, as I was reading, I was like, what? Cause essentially this is like the, the, the power of, so, so essentially what they're saying is dreaming is powerful. Taking your, attending to your dreams is powerful. Writing in your dream log is very Mm -hmm. powerful. Mm -hmm. uh, Sharing it in a dream group doubles the power. Yeah. The double (laughs) we're powering up. Yeah. And then they say like sharing it with an analyst is the most powerful. Mm. So like all those add add intensity to to what your dreams could tell you. So this is a group that this person participated in that was like, or at least read about, who shares their dreams and then, and then has a party where they all act them out. Like they (gasps) show up as these dreams. <laughs> it's crazy. So listen to this. That's amazing. On one of the last nights, a lucid dreamer named Claire, who had been appointed that year's sender, retired to her room and shouted into the darkness, elephant-headed God. She flapped her arms and pretended to be an elephant. She went to sleep and fell into a lucid dream. In the lucid state, she flew back to the clock tower and beamed an image of the elephant-headed Hindu God, Ganesha, onto the Abbey's deserted grounds. That night, Lauren, a poet, Ganesh, it's Ganesha here. Um, Okay. Oh, goodness. Uh, that night, Lauren, a poet who had traveled from Seoul, dreamed of an intimate elephant-shaped pen holder with black and white pens for tusks. In the morning, he wrote down all of the, de- the details he can remember and checked the pictures um, a contest organizer had hung in the corridor overnight. So these are the people like dreaming and sharing them together, but you'll mm-hmm. see what it gets to. A pole vaulter, a baby in front of a Christmas tree, horses in a meadow, a delicately drawn Ganesha, he dropped his dream into the box beside the last picture. The next day, Claire congratulated him and ceremoniously placed a yellow paper crown on his head. On the final evening, we gathered in a nondescript conference room for the long-awaited dream ball, the climax of the week, where the presenters and attendees alike dressed up as characters and acted out scenes from their own dreams. In an all-too-literal reenactment of her nightmare, according to IASD lore, a woman once turned up naked. This year... A woman in a strappy purple dress danced provocatively uh, with a straw hat. A woman wearing blue fairy wings and a wreath of flowers in her hair broke into song. I walked with you once upon a dream. 
A woman draped in strings of Christmas lights tiptoed in a circle, dropping a trail of red feathers in her wake. A man in a floor-length cape and black feather mask came as his Jungian shadow self. I lost track. They all started to blur into an inter, uh, indeterminate mass of glitter and sequins, bubble wrap and wigs. Someone was a mirrored room. Someone was a witch. The sky, the color white. They formed a line and explained their costumes and monologues that ended in epiphanies. And then I realized I am on my own path in life. And then I understood the true nature of reality. It felt like a cross between a group, of ther- a group therapy session and a school dance. If the teachers were out on the dance floor, neuroscientist Michael Shreddle, who runs one of the most productive sleep labs in Europe, sang along as a man in a synthetic blonde wig strummed a guitar. Barrett brought an owl mask. A lot of people feel bre- grief because they go home and don't have people to share their dreams with, said the president of ISD, who wrote a book about karmic healing. I felt like I'd intruded on a secret meeting of missionaries as I listened to the leaders swap ideas about how to make the rest of the world more dream-friendly. One mm. suggested we advertise on our cars and on our bodies, issuing indiscriminate invitations on bumper stickers and T-shirts. Tell me your dreams. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> I feel that, though. I do feel like this is it's a new practice. I know, with your thing, like, with your, like, sort of enamored nature with Gurchev and, like, all the things you want to do. But, like, wouldn't it be fun to host a, <laughs> a dream ball? Yeah. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be so fun. I feel like I... We'll get into it when Scott gets into his dreams, but like I'm slightly disappointed with my <laughs> dreams, if that makes sense. Like, don't shame yourself. They're not as <laughs> interesting or creative as I'd like them to be. I'm like, what would I be for this ball? I wish they I are had- creative though. They're just not as extensive. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. when you dream, it is like, whoa, oh. I mean, they're not like. I went to the store and I bought cereal and I poured milk and I ate cereal. You I know, feel like, like mine are very like. They're very obvious what exact nature I'm speaking to. And I feel True. like they're very poignant with what part and point of the Enneagram I'm focusing on. It's like, then mm. I'll have a dream about it. It's like, I'm thinking mm. about childhood wound and soul child theory. I'll have a dream where I'm wow. my child self yes. and I'm experiencing this specific situation. That's true. That okay. happens. That happens. I mean, and then you'll watch something or think about something right before bed and that will come up in your dream. <laughs> and it's the background. It's yeah. the scene. Yeah. But um, I've also been interested as I've been writing my dreams in the morning about how, for lack of a better word, there's almost an inappropriate interpretation that's happening. Hmm. Like I'm narrating what happened. I'm saying this is what happened and this is what I was doing and this is what it means. And I'm like, really, in the dream, it's just scenes. Yeah, yeah. And you can be honest about what you're thinking and feeling, but like, I don't know. I don't know about that image of this person. And then, you know, I don't know. I, I, I can already tell that I'm turning into a bit of a story. Huh. Which is what it feels like. And I'm trying yeah. to convey it, but, but I think the that's dream fine. is just the dream. It's true, but I feel like I feel things in the dream yeah. for sure. It's like I'm feeling a certain way while I'm dreaming. Yeah. I'm not just like, it's not scenes just passing me by. I'm I'm in the story. Mm, man, it's so loaded and rich and like, I don't know, like it, it's like it's it is art. Dreams are like art. dreams are like art. Dreams are. <laughs> I feel we're both getting so excited. I feel really silly, honestly, that I haven't paid more attention to my dreams until yeah, now. I feel convicted. I think there's a part of me that's like this is a new way of life is this- <laughs> is paying attention to my dreams. Uh <laughs> 
This sounds funny because sometimes I don't know if we're like an adult podcast, like we're adults talking and I know, I know like young people listen sometimes and I don't know if this is inappropriate, but it's like, it's almost like discovering masturbation or something like that. I just like, I can't believe <laughs> I this, can't believe this I was lived my whole life yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's here. Yeah. Now I have this whole, <laughs> that's an interesting analogy. Slightly true. It's, it's something that is available to you. You know, it's right, like, it's you like, can, you can indulge in your dreams. You can pay more attention to them. You can enjoy, you can sleep. find pleasure in your dreams. Yeah. yeah like yeah. there's something there's, there's saying something. I think also just in terms of like, consciousness and self-awareness and growth like I do think you and I are both people who are committed to and passionate about becoming more aware and I just think that includes your whole self includes your sleep life and includes your dreams because that's there's something being said there that's like happening in your unconscious mind like I feel towards our paths to integration, the more we can pay attention to our dreams, the more clear certain things can be in our lives. So good. And I just think also it's, it's, it, it, it could, it seems train you to just get a little bit more comfortable being creative, mm-hmm. not just with your art, but like what we're saying. I mean, honestly, we just did an episode on black lives matter. We we're talking about chop, like social justice, a, a better yeah. way to live as a society. Yeah. You know, we need to dream. People are scared of dreaming. Yeah, man. Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, okay. I don't know. That was a long intro. Okay. When we this. come back. We're going to deep dive. I'm going to give a few of my dream logs and then you guys, then we'll get into Scott's dream logs because they're really interesting. We can't get too much into it, but I, no, I do but have we, 20 Scott pages. Scott has literally so pages. many dreams and they're <laughs> really interesting. Okay. When we come back. When we come back. Um. Um. Like psychology, you feeling bad about yourself. is a humble dream log. <laughs> a small, slight, humble dream log. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> okay, okay. So I also, have... I, I did have some problem when you were doing it this way because everybody, what you need to know, if I haven't said this yet, if it hasn't happened already, actually, it probably has already happened. What? I, instead of putting music in between takes on this episode, I'm going to be putting sounds of oh, Macy's audio. Oh, the sound bites of my dreams. 
So Which is the better medium it. for me. Yeah. It's a better medium for me. My hunch is that I would have started with the funniest and weirdest one, which was the first attempt, which was a lot of <laughs> sighing and incoherent <laughs> thoughts. So that's that probably was, what you just heard. That was where it first happened. So I'm, I've, I have this little journal. It's got um, Teresa St. Teresa of Avila mm-hmm. on the front. Shout out to Kirsten Brown, the snack queen, for giving me this mm. journal. And I started to put my dreams in it. But A... Bad handwriting. Bad handwriting. Be grumpy in the morning. Is it because it's morning and you're being lazy or do you just have bad handwriting? I have bad handwriting to begin with, okay. but it's especially bad because it's morning. I do remember <laughs> last year you came back. This We talked about this. Like I picked you up on my birthday from coming back from California and you'd written me a birthday letter. Did <laughs> you not read it? And I, I read it. I was like, this is like, was she drunk or they? Sorry. <laughs> was like Macy drunk when they wrote this? Like, this is like chicken scratch nonsense. This is not a nice birthday note. <laughs> Could you? I was like, you, you wrote this while you were like staring out the window, thinking about something else, listening to a podcast. Were the words thoughtful and nice? It, I was kind of like, ah. I mean, if you can't read it that well, it doesn't hit, hit you the way it might <laughs> need to. But I was just like, this is not a great birthday note. <laughs> It was like, <laughs> we're laughing about it. Oh my god! It just remember being a very basic, like, oh, it was such a nice friend. Happy birthday. This is going to be a great year. Happy birthday. Really? Like, just like, yeah, that just does like, not yeah, feel, that's, I'm, I'm a little disappointed in myself, but yeah, it's no offense that my handwriting's bad. I have really bad handwriting. Honestly, if the handwriting had been good, I probably would have been enamored with this letter. But the moment I started, I'm like, this is. Often, once I get going, I just don't really. I don't really care. I have this habit of when I write the word the, I, once I'm starting writing and if I'm not paying attention, so it's literally almost always, I do not put the H in the word the. What I, the heck? It feels like a dream. always T-E. I wonder if it's in here. <laughs> what? I mean, maybe that's, yeah, maybe... Maybe the, the 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 maybe I maybe I'm having a realization right now in real time that you just have bad handwriting, and so now that sort of makes me want to go back and rethink that letter. and rethink the letter, and not judge it. Yeah. yeah, because especially if I'm feeling emotional, I'll just let it go. I mean, I'm sometimes I'll be thoughtful, but it takes so much to have good handwriting for me. Oh my gosh. Okay. 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 I'm gonna okay. get into this dream log. Let's, okay. Let's get into it. So um, I highlighted. I I start a few. I took this dream log first on paper, and then I was like, man, this is sucks. Sucks writing. <gasps> and then I one day woke up in the middle of the morning. I had to pee. And I came back to bed and I was like, I think something just happened and I should try to remember. And so then I recorded it. And then I started recording in the morning because that was good. just easier for me. And I'm kind of lazy. Um, but I wrote some down. So I'll read this one. This one was on May 20th, I guess. I was writing the dates. Um, oh, that's I, a while ago. Wow, we've been doing this for a while. Time flies. Yeah, I mean, we're. In, oh, I guess we're only... It's been a, mu- a month. We started the... Wow, we started literally a month because my first one is May nineteenth. Yeah, what's your first one? uh, May twenty second. Twenty second. But I had I have I have a bunch written down in my journal. So this this represents when I first started writing down on my phone. Okay, okay. So let me read this one. I painted on a very large canvas. Felt very proud. Mm -hmm. The canvas was big and people would watch. Not sure who. I remember this really vividly. I was using water and acrylic and was. Mm-hmm. and was good at a specific blending. I think the colors were dark blue, orange, green, and pink. Felt very long, woke up unfinished. I remember this really well, and I remember the blending technique I used, and I mixed 
the acrylic with the water and it was when I wasn't working. So then I just, the next day or that morning I made a painting and it looks absolutely nothing, absolutely nothing like the painting from my oh, dream. Oh, but it was inspired by it. Was it was inspired and it has the same colors and I began trying to do the blending thing and I was like, I can't do what I did in my dream. Like I can't blend the colors the way I was, but I just kind of had to adapt. Oh wow, but this is already, this is already, we're get, already getting our money's worth. Like the fact that you were in a dream and had an inspiration and got up the next day and did it? Yeah. Okay, know? wait. This is the painting. Macy is standing up and away from their microphone and is holding up the painting. Yes. Kind of red and green, blue. Pink, orange, green. Pink, orange, green. And it is definitely sort of a different style for most of your paintings. Mm-hmm. The dream painting. Okay. I'm probably going to paint over it, though. I don't like it that much, but Matthew and Ruben say I should keep it. Okay, um, I start another one. Oh, this is another painting one. I was painting on a big canvas. Sydney was there. Fascinating. I couldn't tell if I was making something for her or around her or about her. I remember using unconventional materials. Hmm. Okay, that's all I have. I guess that's not that exciting. Oh, okay. That's exciting. (laughs) I don't think I did anything with that one. I don't think I made a painting. Okay, then jump scene. This one I feel like is into my psyche, and I was embarrassed about this one because it felt like my true feeling sometimes. Ah. Um, Okay, I'm at a big outdoor area with lots of rocks and people. We spend all day climbing up the rocks and getting ready for some kind of game. I am now mostly surrounded by peers. Is it soccer? And I remember this right now, and it's like it's... Like a beige dirt kind of rocks. Yeah. It's it's cliffy, if that makes sense. It does. Um, we kept waiting for something to start. Again, I found myself pulling away from the group. Oh my gosh, that is a theme of my dreams. Is pulling that I away. pull myself away from the group. <laughs> Some are announced that the game someone announced that the game wasn't happening and we could all go home. All the girls were upset and crying. I felt annoyed at them and like I, and like they were being pathetic. Mm. I decided to go climb mm. a trail. These two crying girls were near you, me. You broadcast these feelings. Nothing is like a secret. Like, <laughs> I know you feel these things. <laughs> you know? Like that this person is sad and pathetic? Yeah, well, you're sort of judging and mm-hmm. sort of pulling away. Like these things do happen. Like in my real life. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, they do. Unfortunately, <laughs> these things do. Um, these two crying girls were near me, and they kept making it seem like this trail was so hard. I remember walking super fast mm. to both prove it could be easy and get away wow. at the two. Wow, that's so real. It's so <laughs> real. That's a real mood both I can get in. motivations. Yes. Prove and get away. Prove and get away. Yeah. <laughs> um, I sat down next to, I think, shout out to Bill Hutchinson. This is a person we know. <laughs> Um, he thoughtfully Dad noted vibes. he thoughtfully noted how this trail was scary for some people, especially because it was so high. I explained slash bragged to him <laughs> I wasn't afraid of heights, and then I woke up. Yeah, it can be hard for somebody, but I'm not afraid of heights. So, oh wow, Missy. I can picture it so well, and I can picture just <laughs> going so fast and be like these fucking fools that cannot figure this trail. It's fine. It's uh, fine. <laughs> Even in the moment right now, I just had a realization <laughs> that I don't know if I can say it out loud. Um, okay, the next one. I think this is the last one because I don't have that many besides that one gibberish. 
Okay. Well, like I said, like you you will be appearing in the in between spaces. In the in betweens. Yeah. Um, okay, so I have two here on my phone. Um, which, which will be compelling because you don't sound anything like you sound now. <laughs> you know, like so it would be an so obvious intermi- intermission. You know, when your voice pops up in dream state. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sleepy in the morning. It's. Uh, I was just thinking. I can't even. I can't even impersonate it. It's there's like a lot of like. <laughs> I'm just uh, thinking about. I was, uh, I was thinking about a friend, and I was swimming, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It is. It's. I'm not fully there. Wake up noises. <laughs> There's a lot of that's like. I'm waking up. I'm sleeping. It's very authentic. <laughs> okay. Um, this note is, I think, meant to be, was supposed to get me to remember my dream, but it oh, didn't. Oh, right. Yeah, this is good. So this note. This is a good finale, if it is a finale. No, it's we'll not. Talk. I have one more. Oh, well, go all in. Dude. Should I save this for the finale? Do you have another serious dream? Yeah, I have... Save that for the finale, Okay, it's good. This one... Okay, this one includes you. Okay. So I think this one's interesting. This is the last one, and this one is probably the most detailed. I'll <sighs> read it, and I, I remember... It's funny, going back and rereading these dreams, it's like I totally remember, and I'm back to the dream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I can almost remember things now that I didn't remember then, or like, oh, yeah, and I remember this thing happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one... This one happened, like, two weeks ago. Okay, so... Oh, two parts, but I'll just read the first part. Um, it starts with me and Scott and Marissa, and I think Jack and Avery are there too. Those are my kids. Uh, going to like a oh, ranch or retreat center. It's obvious from the start that they are talking, taking me there to quote unquote get help. Mm-hmm. Once I am there, there's this weird energy around the group of people I will be with, and there's a lot of other girls there my age. On the first night, I meet this one girl, and we pretend we are going to the bathroom and sneak away and hook up. I think just make out. The dream Mm. continues with scenes of me, like, being on this ranch and participating in some group sessions. Though, to be honest, the whole thing is way less about my wellness, more like this weird drama I've entered entered into with this fake family running the ranch. This is true. It was like they were this weird, like, culty family. And I kept going, and it was like I was going to get help, but I was like, y'all are weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kept going back and forth from whatever home to this place. And I think Scott and Marissa drive me every time. So it's like you guys drop me off. It's nighttime every time. And I'm, like, dropped off. And I'm like, bye, Scott and Marissa. <laughs> I go back. Have fun, Maisie. I remember there being another girl, and it's like there's this weird, mysterious love trial triangle. Again, I pretend I need to go to the bathroom and go and hook up with her. It's like what I do the first night. I arrive every time, and it's like I, it's like on loop that I keep going back, and it's like sneaking. And wow. I remember this one girl having like this jet black hair, like short ish, like to her shoulders and bangs. The <laughs> second one. That's the <laughs> second one. Um, Towards the end, I think I start to realize that I haven't made any actual progress towards my mental health, but I'm now wrapped up in something I don't think is good for me. And then the dream fizzles. And that's That is something that seems to come up in small little blips is is your own perception of your mental health. I know. It's like feeling bad about myself. Yeah. Or worried. Yeah. Or like needing to get help. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. And then that's it. That's that's my dreams. Yeah, it is kind of funny to think, too, of just like where Macy and I have gone through this last month, just in terms of being honest about sex dreams. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> because it's real. They come happens. up. They happen, yeah. and they're real. And I 
did research to figure out how to induce sex dreams. <laughs> and this week I have practiced the things that they said and I got a sex dream and I was like, order up. I think, I think I did the things that made it happen. So I felt proud of myself for that happening. Honestly, so proud. <laughs> One of the things is like set the right, like, like light a candle. To no, get but that's, the room that, that comes, that's like, that's, true science right there it's like yeah. you can set the intention of what kind of dream you want to have. right exactly it's like you're supposed to go to sleep and like fantasize mm-hmm. and then it'll potentially happen mm-hmm. and it's like you could you can kind of train your brain to head in to think about something as you're dreaming mm-hmm. and it was interesting being like it it worked i was like <laughs> cool <laughs> yeah like if you wanted to practice a speech in your mm-hmm. dream you could do that or if you wanted to rehearse answering questions for a test like theoretically you can yeah. Do that. yeah i feel like even just in terms of our friendship like sharing these dreams yeah i do think sex dreams of course come out but it's also just like all the things it's mm-hmm. like you're really raw in your dreams and things are weird and you're just like this happened and i'm confused why it happened but it's also interesting and yeah. fascinating and you know the tone of this episode is a is sort of appropriately light Mm-hmm. But if we wanted to, we're not going to do it here, but if we wanted to in a, in, a, in a space of just like hanging out as friends or even for an episode, like take a deep breath and actually just be like, yeah, what does it mean that you felt like you needed to be taken to a place mm-hmm. to have your mental health attended to? Mm-hmm. And what does it freaking mean that all of my dreams have to do with me running yeah. Through a crowd. You're so scared in your yes. dreams. You're so scared. And I'm always trying to get away from a group of people. Yeah. Or feeling yeah. beckoned by a group of people. Or Yeah. I think it just says something about my natural state. And if anybody if anybody would to be like seeing that and sensitive to it, they'd really know something really important about me. I feel like it's been helpful to even just hear your dream world because it gives me even a glimpse of the stress that you feel. I mean, it's like my ego fixation. Yeah. Like, I have created a world for myself where every everything is stressful. <laughs> I'm, like, reading everything through a stressed, overwhelmed lens. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's probably not true, but it's like, talk about Course in Miracles or something. It's like, something needs to get me out of this brain state. Yeah. You know? It's helpful to even just have it down, like, yeah. write it down so you're more aware of it. You yeah. can be more in touch with it. Yeah, I think it's been really fun doing these dream logs. I hope to keep doing it. And I feel, I don't know, I feel like we could do a whole episode too on just like really important dreams or formative dreams. Because the other, like a few weeks ago, we were talking about like childhood dreams and their significance. And it's like, there are certain dreams that I can't escape that I've Mm -hmm. had. But I'm not someone who has recurring dreams, though. Like, some people have the same scary recurring dream over and over again. And it's like, for me, it's a one-hit moment. Yeah, I don't have recurring, like, it verbatim, like, the exact same thing happening. But I have definite, definite themes that arise. Yeah. Um, all right, do you want to read your weird free association? Oh, I guess, <laughs> yeah. So this one, I don't know what this is. It was to get me to try and remember a dream, I think. And it didn't happen. Um, the first word, I don't even know. Okay. So you woke up, woke up and I type this. The first thing is the (laughs) title of it. So it's not even all in the notes. Like some of it is a title and some of it is the bottom (laughs) full 
excess politistes, don't know what that means, social media, and then <laughs> now we're getting into the notes, fake mom, cell phone, memory blocker, was K.A. boy, Quinn ice cream birthday, tacked Jeff Bezos, Maddie Rue. <laughs> I have no idea what happened there, but I love that I had, I like Quinn ice cream birthday. That's a, I know a Quinn and I'm like, did, was that a dream? That's fun. Mm -hmm. And tact Jeff Bezos, Maddie Rue. Why is Jeff Bezos in my dream? I'm mad at Jeff Bezos. Probably. He's on your mind. He's on my mind. Trillionaire. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, honestly, like this, this will just keep coming up, but like, you know, David Lynch loves dreams and dream logic. And so, like, it, in Twin Peaks, The Return in particular, but Twin Peaks as well, um, like, you definitely definitely feel like you're in a dream. You yeah. Know? And, like, there's an opening I scene. I think it's the second episode of Twin Peaks, The Return, where uh, Kyle Chandler, Dale Cooper, is in this room with this character called the Fireman. And he's saying things that are apparently supposed to set up the season. And he says things, he talks like that. He's like kill two birds with one stone major briggs and he's just giving it's these just like the random like, things you're like what's happening yeah. there but yeah i mean our dreams are saying things to us you know and it's like huh <laughs> yeah i think it's been fun to pay attention to it's been cool mm-hmm. i think you're on a journey i think so I've, i'm hoping that doing this more will help me to remember more i already see it happening because mm-hmm. i think before it's like i i don't remember my dreams but now i'm like i wake up and i'm like thinking really hard to try and remember and to capture at least something from it. Yeah, I mean, do we want to still keep sending our dreams? Yeah, for sure. 100%. <laughs> I plan to. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I look forward to the Course in Miracles picture every day. There, you know, there's just a little something to like, and here comes the dream. Here know? comes the dream. Yeah. Okay, that's me. I don't have that fun of dreams. Guys, are we going to take a break and then we'll get to Scott's dream so. logs? Yeah, yeah. Scott has fascinating dreams. We're going to get into it. I've got 20 pages here, folks. <laughs> okay. There's like so much randomness in this dream. I can't think of a plot. I can just think of random things. McKinley was in it. Scott was in it. My sister was in it. So it was like, I don't honestly, I don't even know what we were doing, but we were in like, it was I'm pretty sure actually my parents bedroom and like their bathroom area and we were like cooking or doing some kind of thing but then at the end of the day my sister would pick me up we'd go somewhere I don't know there were so many details but I can't picture them or think about what we were doing but it's like I can I can picture sitting in the car with my sister and waiting for my sister to pick me up. And then there's like this silver rack that had like chores and we would make food, I think. And at the end, I don't know. I'll have to try and think of more. <laughs> it's just so blurry. Everybody, we're back. Um, now, uh, I have a different dream journal. So first of all, I wrote it in my phone. And now sitting in front of me, which you can't see, is I have 20 pages of dream journal 
that so I essentially transferred from my notes to a Word document today. Yeah. And it's in ten font in a Word document, and it takes up twenty pages. Um, from about a month, a month's worth of dreams. Yeah, and so so today for the first time, I read them all in consecutive order. What was that like? Fascinating. Uh, it's like I mean, that's a crazy, unique experience that I've never done before, and. It's the weirdest feeling. It's it's not like you're going back and reading Harry Potter 1 again mm-hmm. and being like, oh, I remember that scene. Because the memories that come back are so mysterious yeah. and personal yeah. and um, elusive and nostalgic and alarming. <laughs> you know, it's just like you're, all of a sudden it's strange to think that like, okay, I had this dream. Then I wrote it. Then I kind of forgot it. Now I'm reading it and I remember. And now you're back and you can picture it again. Yes. Yeah. And then I'm like, holy cow. Like that. It makes it more real. Like even just me reading back and reading that one specifically the Rocky Cliff, I'm like, oh, I really vividly remember. It's Mm -hmm. like that was real. Mm -hmm. Like just because it wasn't quote unquote real life, it's still a real thing and it's a real memory and there's pictures and thoughts and feelings around it. It happened to you. I mean, there's a big philosophical question, right? Of like. What is reality? Like, is that dream so did dream? happen. Mm-hmm. It did happen. It did. Uh, <laughs> uh, you experienced it. <laughs> you know? It doesn't have to physically manifest yeah. itself for it to be real. Your brain experienced it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, <laughs> I don't know, kind of just now wandering. But, like, yeah, I mean, so it was it was fun. It was, like, getting them down on to a document today and then just reading them consecutively was a bit of a treat, Mm -hmm. you know, but, um, yeah, I mean, some themes that maybe have come up for me is there is a lot of anxiety. I don't, and that could, that could have something to do with like my current situation in life. I have no idea. Like how I feel like you're kind of in one of your most peaceful situations in life. I know, but I have a lot of baggage. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, as everybody, a lot of anger too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I feel like a lot of anger is in there. Thanks for that, because I wouldn't even have said that, but it's true that you, now that you mention it, it's true. Um, frustration, mm-hmm. almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not the same type of thing with you where it's like judgment. Yeah, it's, just, it's different. It's just outright anger. It's yeah. like, gosh, I'm so frustrated and angry with this. Um, but I think the most, I think the most, if I'm looking back on these dreams, is like the words that come up are anxious, disoriented, and confused. Mm -hmm. I'm just always kind of discombobulated, spinning around. Things are happening and it's out of your control and you have to do things that you don't (laughs) know why you're doing it, but you have to do it anyways. And you keep doing it and you're frustrated, but you don't know why you're doing it when you're scared that something's going to happen if you don't. Like that's the theme that comes up in almost all of them. It's like all of a sudden you're in a situation and everyone around you is expecting you to do something and you don't know how to do it, but you have to figure it out. And it's so stressful. Oh, man. And, and okay, I'm not, not going to say this lightly. I'm not saying it lightly or flippantly because I don't know. It, I think everything's a spectrum, right? So we talk about being on the spectrum. Yeah. Um, but I did the You've watch. You've been exploring. I said that I watched the most recent Hannah Gatsby stand up and she talks about autism. Mm-hmm. So if you just think about a spectrum, I have no idea. But like the things she was describing about getting diagnosed autistic as an adult. Yeah. Really resonated with me to the point where I was watching with my wife and I had tears going down my face where it's just this idea of like, I'm always three or four steps behind. And you talk about like social blind for five. I'm like, 
I'm working so hard to pick up the social cues. Yeah. No, you are. You know, I'm just like, everybody's having to like, I mean, it's like a Lynchian way of approaching me. Everybody's having to look at me and be like, um, it's two o'clock. Be on time. You know, and I'm like, time. And so some people are like, time. And it's like, faces looking at me, two o'clock. And you you're know? like, and I'm like, what, what is what? two? Yeah, what I'm like, is okay. time? What is a clock? <laughs> Why are there clocks? And everybody's just trying to draw me into this reality. And I'm like, it almost feels like I'm playing a game. I'm like, okay, you're telling me the rules of the game. There's this thing called time. And everybody else is just natural. Like, two o'clock, show up to the coffee shop. Get yeah. my car, drive, show up here. Two right, o'clock. yeah. If someone says two o'clock, I'm like, two yeah. o'clock, okay. Yeah, and I like sit down and I'm like, okay, now what are we doing? And everybody's like, we're going to have a coffee date. And now we talk about pleasant conversation, you know, <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah. Are you and doing a David Lynch voice? <laughs> no, no, but like, <laughs> that was, that was Hannah Gatsby's thing is like, she talk she, she meets this man at a dog park and just starts going off on all these weird facts about like the, the female anatomy and dogs. And it's like, the guy's like, why are you talking about this? And it's like the things that I feel inclined to bring up in casual conversation. You're always having to check yourself. I've just, I've just had to been slapped on the wrist so many times in my yeah. life. Like that's not what we talk about. Yeah. In casual conversation. I think they're going to sit out there. Oh, Ruben wants to come in. Um, and, then I, and then I have to remind myself, like, oh, we talk about... There's a list of things that we can talk about that I kind of forget. Like, I, I literally need it written down on the back of my hand. <laughs> These are the things to talk about. <laughs> so, yeah, I think in the dreams, there's just always something that's being expected of me that I'm not totally aware of, and I'm catching up to it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Man, but you describing it that way really brought something up for me. Um, I feel like it comes through. I feel like it's been fun as a friend to see the side of you from your dream life. <laughs> so what I did was, uh, so this is a funny little thing is like, I mean, the people you're probably spending the most time with probably just populate your dream. Like yeah. Macy, Reuven, and Matthew come up a bunch in the dreams because I'm here a lot. Um, my kids come up. My wife comes up. Avery comes up, I feel like, yeah. the most. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. That's really interesting. Not the most, but a lot. I mean, Avery's in there. Um, it was definitely in last night's. Um, but it's either Macy, Reuven, and Matthew or Macy. You know, so I put those in red. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll just feel out the vibe. You guys, it's really funny how on fucking brand <laughs> I, know, I am. I know. It's like every dream that Scott has that I'm in, I'm like, yep. That's how I, I would act probably. <laughs> and it's weird. You should tell the Cyclops one. Well, yeah, no. Or, or the, it's a cyborg. Cyborg. <laughs> um, Scott has so many that he has to sift through. He has bolded some that are important well, ones. So I put all the Macy ones in red. And then I put a few bold. I f- put a few dreams in bold that I thought might be interesting to read here. But I'm, I might just go with the energy and, and read a few Macy ones and see if it's feeling interesting. Okay. I'm self-absorbed, so I'm always interested. This is the first Macy dream. Back to school at SPU. So, yeah, this is this is on brand for Macy. I haven't graduated yet. See, I, I can get right back into this dream. felt so real. Oh, this is another theme for me that was already very real before this. I have a lot of school dreams. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of dreams where I'm back at school, and I'm my age, and somehow through some sort of bureaucratic glitch, I never graduated. And so I have to go oh, back that's and so I'm, and it's like, go, go get to this class on time, get this paper done. And I'm like, I'm like, I did this already. I, I cannot believe that I have to do this. That is so stressful oh. for you. Um, okay. So I'm back at school. 
back to school at SPU, haven't graduated yet. Macy is in several of my classes and is disappointed that I'm constantly late and not taking homework seriously. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's like if we were all of a sudden peers in school and we're, we're friends as of now and we're like in the same (laughs) class and you're like, Oh, this is my friend, Scott. And I, I show up late and don't take my classes seriously. I'd be like, you'd be like, Scott, come on. Come this on, is embarrassing Scott. Me. He's my friend, kind of, but don't really. Uh, I would be like, he's I'm my different. friend, but like, he's responsible yeah, for himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I take this class seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, thinking back about it, like, okay, my first quarter at SPU, I'm not joking. I'm not joking. I, I was a week in. I was a week into living at the dorms and classes had started and I had not registered for classes. My freshman year. And everybody's like, are you going to register for classes? And I was kind of like, where are you in classes? No, I was just in the dorms. I was like, where do you register? How? (laughs) I don't know. And everybody's like, what are you doing? And they're like, here's the, I remember this green sheet. Here's like, here's this green sheet. It tells you how to log on and register. I was like, register. Like I just sign up for classes and people are like, yeah, you're here for college, you know? And I always remember, I always remember registering late. This makes so much sense (laughs) that this would happen for you. And yeah. <laughs> um, okay, here comes here comes a, a one six nine. The, Macy lives in a house we call the one six nine. I I refer to it as one six nine. Macy, Matthew, and Reuven live here. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, Maddie, Macy, and Reuven were quarantining at an entirely different house with a bunch of different people. This isn't one six nine. I just call you guys the one six nine. I don't recognize the house from anywhere, but it felt like it was on Queen Anne. Sarah Kim, a friend of ours from our old job, was there, and a bunch of other women whose faces I can't really place right now. I came over to record the podcast, but you could tell this was making a bunch of people nervous, and they were whispering about it while I checked in with Macy. I tried to explain that we had been doing this all of quarantine, and it wasn't anything new. I felt like this comes from like us getting judged for recording during quarantine. Yeah. That didn't change their mind, but you could tell they were smiling at me and being nice, but also low-key wanted me to leave. (laughs) Maddie had a weird old keyboard, this felt so real, and had composed some songs for the podcast that sounded like rock songs. Macy was insistent that these would be our new songs, and I just did not like the style. I was like, I love that Maddie made these songs. (laughs) <laughs> but I would basically want anything but this rock style, pop, hip-hop, electronic, the books, etc. But also I didn't want to hurt Maddie's feelings, so I kept trying to bring it up when Ma- with Macy when he wasn't in the room. <laughs> Doesn't that whole situation feel real? That feels so real, and that's really funny. <laughs> I've heard these, but these are funny again. Somebody once told me that our podcast felt very self-indulgent, and I was oh, like, it is. This we're is. Being we're we're right being now. self-indulgent. Reading I mean, my dreams. The whole thing is for fun. It is. Okay, and I guess what I'll do is just read until you feel like we've heard enough Macy dreams. Yeah, we just have to get to the one where I marry myself because I'm proud of that dream that you had. (laughs) Well, should I just get to Macy dreams? Because these are also Reuven and Matthew dreams. It doesn't matter. Man, these are so real, though. Okay. I hope this is fun for people. I know. If it's not, I mean, (laughs) maybe they just listened up until now and they're like, okay, I'm not here for these long-winded dreams. Maybe people love this. I'm at Reuven, Macy, and Matthew's house. I look... It looks nothing like the 169, so it looks like nothing like the house we're in right now. It's downtown and has a huge yard. We meet in a big upstairs... Oh, I'm already remembering this. A big upstairs room with a big round table in the middle. It has a great view. We're like in the middle of downtown. I look out the window and look down into the yard, and I can see Reuben, Maddie, and Macy like playing something together, laughing, running, having fun. But of course, when I come back to the room, they're also there. 
Macy Classic. has made Maddie a graduation video, and in this vid, he see, it seems like Maddie is graduating from Blanchette because the colors are green and yellow. <laughs> Weird. It's like Blanchette sends home stock footage of graduation, and the graduate has friends and family take footage, pictures of them in their robe and hat and stuff, and then you send that into the Blanch- and Blanchette inserts you into various stock <laughs> scenes of you graduating. This is so real to me. So Macy has taken all this footage of Maddie and then, we sat around and watched this grad video. I thought it was sweet, but also kind of shocked that everyone was getting so much out of it because it wasn't a real graduation video. <laughs> like Macy was getting teary and sentimental and emotional and everyone was getting like so happy and proud for Maddie. And so was I, but also I was like, this isn't a real video. <laughs> then we get out on, then we get out our dream logs. Oh, here it is. Mine was written on one of those yellow notepads. We were going to go around and read our dreams to each other I handed mine to Macy, and I got Reuben's. I read Reuben's, and it felt like reading one of his poems, and we all mm. sat there and like reflected on it. It was sweet and kind of somber, but we took it seriously. Then Macy was about to read my dream, and I kept stopping them because I couldn't remember if I had written any sex stuff. <laughs> I was really embarrassed and panicked, and then we all got into a debate discussion about it being fine if I had written about sex stuff for my dream. <laughs> then Reuben asked us if any of us gets tingles when we have sex dreams. <laughs> Maddie said, you don't get tingles. <laughs> no. Maddie said, if you don't get tingles, it's not a sex dream. And Macy really disagreed. <laughs> I do disagree. <laughs> Reuben and I were more like inquisitive and trying to work it out. But Maddie and Macy were kind of debating. And I think at this point it fizzles. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh my gosh. Tingles. I immediately was like, you don't have to have tingles. I even said as you were reading it. And Matthew's like, yes, yeah, you should have tingles. It's not a sex dream if you don't have tingles. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh Jeez. my gosh. Holy cow, I'm like sweaty. No, I mean, honestly, I will just say that honestly, the power of talking about your dreams is like I can even think back to that and think like talking about sex and dreams at that point seemed very taboo for me, mm-hmm. but it's felt less taboo. Oh, for sure. Gone. Yeah. Interesting. Adult podcast. <laughs> Teenagers, be honest about your sex dreams. You're having them. You're you, out there. <laughs> it's not going to help anybody for you to pretend you're not having them. Um, okay. So now I'm like in a Macy dream here. <laughs> oh, this is it. So this is at the end of a long dream that I won't read. Okay. So it's a lot. Lots of things are happening, but what I'm about to read is the part where Macy comes in as the cyborg. Oh yes. <laughs> so the setup is now we're all in. The, so, so lots of things have happened and brought me to this, and I'm not going to read it right now. Now it's we're all waiting in this room watching Dexter, which is a show I used to like to watch, and now I'm getting sucked into the plot. The plot of this episode is that machines are taking over by inhabiting rotisserie chickens. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! It felt so real. <laughs> You're tracking. Wait, it. say that again. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> The plot of this episode is that machines are taking over by inhabiting rotisserie chickens. <laughs> if anybody knows, like it kind of felt like Terminator and Skynet. Like it felt like this futuristic, like machines are taking over, but instead of like becoming cyborgs or chickens, and they're like they're really scary and like strong. That would be scary. <laughs> and then full things of chicken are coming to life and plotting to kill people. And now we're all wondering how Dexter is going to help. In a way. <laughs> He's waving over his head on this one. <laughs> Gosh. So this is in the movie. This isn't happening in real life. So I'm watching this movie. I'm, I'm like sitting in the floor of a community center. I already know this. Okay. So I'm on the floor sitting next to people. And we're watching a, a, a movie on a projector. I said, then all of a sudden we pause the movie and we're all talking about this new plot point. 
The lights are on, and now Macy is there and sort of leading like a fan discussion with everyone <laughs> in the room. And this is the part that I remember it really clearly. Macy's saying that they don't know what happens in this episode, but the cyborg version of themselves has already watched this episode and actually called into the network to tell <laughs> gosh. Called into the network to tell them that as a cyborg, this episode didn't make much sense. <laughs> what? From my cyborg perspective. <laughs> uh, it's obvious in the room that everyone has a cyborg feature in their bodies, but didn't know it could do things separate from your human part. And Macy is enthusiastically explaining that their human self and cyborg self do separate things all the time. Macy's like, yeah, right now my cyborg half is on the phone with a friend, but you just can't hear the conversation. And the cyborg part knows what happens in this Dexter episode, but I don't want to know yet. And I don't want the cyborg to tell me. <laughs> most on-brand thing ever. Oh, I can see it all happening. It felt so real. That is so ah. funny. That is so funny. I wish Dang. this was true. Part of me does think it's true that we do have a cyborg self we're not tapped into. Ah. I love that even in the dream, I'm like, don't give me spoilers to my own cyborg mm -hmm. self. <laughs> That's on-brand. If you had a cyborg self, I don't want to know about that. I don't want to know the spoiler. <laughs> cyborg like, well, don't you? Nope. Nope. Um... Okay, I mean, I, I'm going to read until you tell me that this is getting too much, and I will not have hurt feelings because this is indulgent. I will ever think it's getting too much because you're reading dreams that have to do with me. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, final dream. Oh, final dream. This is at the end of a series of dreams again. I'm at the 169 house where we are right now. We have just finished recording the podcast, but we recorded it late in the morning this time, so it's like two-ish. We're hanging out this on a big backyard porch, and there's a big yard. In my mind, this is still the 169. Reuben is cutting Matthew's hair, and Macy is walking around the deck talking about lots of different topics on brand. And I'm kind of observing. The energy is that we have recorded already, and I kind of should just be going home, and I'm just looking for the right moment to say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I notice the energy shift, and I try to, like, low-key, unassuming, okay, I'm leaving, bye, bye. Fly, I'm leaving. Oh, and I think is this the one where I flew you in a trivia? <laughs> yes. And then Macy gets really intense and says, can you at least stay until four because my friend Avery is coming over and I want you to meet her. So we go inside and Macy has this big trivia game they want us to play. It's kind of dark and I don't know. Now I'm in a bed in the middle of the room and I'm under some covers and Macy, Matthew, and Reuben and I are talking and filling time until Avery gets there. Finally, Avery shows up and I want to get up and say hi, but I realize that I'm only wearing underwear under these covers, so I have to stay under the covers and like sit up in the bed to play these trivia games. This this is so real. The trivia game involves some cards with some images on it. There's like 20, and we have a timer, and we have to match the images with the correct titles that are written on the big screen. So like I get this card, and to me it's like a black and white sketch of images that to me look like Steven Universe, so I slowly write down that answer, and I'm looking around, and everyone is moving way faster than me, and I'm starting to get insecure and impatient with myself. And then I can tell Macy is feeling bad and wanting to help me. And they look over and say, what did you get for the first one? And I say, stupid universe. <laughs> Meanwhile, I look around, and Avery and everyone else is pretty much done. And Macy's like, no, 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 no. The first one was Jesus. <laughs> how did you get that wrong? And I go back and look at the card, and it does look like Jesus. And I'm also like, yeah, how did I get that wrong? And everyone is now done, and I'm kind of like, oh, well, I didn't finish. And everyone is like, no, 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 that's the game. You need to finish. And in my head, I'm like, crap, this is going to take forever. And I really 
really don't know any of these answers in <laughs> dream puzzles. Oh my gosh, that is a direct into your psyche I situation. I know, and it kind of happened a little it bit here. It literally happened the other day, and Scott was like, this is like in the dream, and it instantly, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, it made me feel so bad for what I had done, because I was like, I thought I had come up with a fun game for Scott to try and guess something. And Everybody's it watching was me. terrible. It was not going and well. I was like, this isn't going to end until I get it, but I'm not going to get it, and it's going to get really awkward. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Yeah. Oh, man, that is so funny. Also, again, on brand for both of us. Uh, yeah, everything's on brand. Everything. In and I feel like I'm, as as I read that dream, I was like, man, it's like a, it's like there's moments of our dynamic where things are, like you and I really aren't on the same page. Yeah. And it's like, that's one of those. And it's just exasperated in that dream. It's yes. like, this is so apparent. And so funny because we're both kind of manic in that state. Yes, good way. Even in our dream, even this made-up dream, we're yeah. both a little manic. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Gosh. Yeah. I mean, there's something about school and class and just in general not getting it. There's yeah. a lot of times where I don't get it. Yeah. There, there's a big theme of feeling incompetent. Like you can't mm-hmm. figure out what's in front of you. Um. Oh yeah, this is real. I'm driving a bunch of leaders. Okay. Another thing that happens a lot in my so dreams. So many youth group dreams. So many youth group dreams. I'm driving a bunch of leaders home from an event, including Macy. We are all talking and debriefing. This seems so real, too. Mm -hmm. I drop someone off at their house and another person off at like a treehouse type of thing. And we're all like, bye, that was fun. That sort of vibe. (laughs) Finally, there's one leader left plus Macy, and we need to pull into this parking garage. And I know that I'm planning on dropping Macy off last so we can debrief. And we get into this apartment. This leader says, come upstairs. I want you to meet my parents. Macy doesn't want to come up. And so I say, okay, I'll go up and meet the parents and then come right back. And I do remember going upstairs and meeting these parents and seeing this apartment. But these are kind of like vague, faceless people. And then I leave and go back to my car. But Macy is gone. And I'm kind of worried. Like, did they walk home? And I'm also disappointed because I was looking forward to the debrief. I start driving away. And now Macy keeps trying to FaceTime me. And I'm like frustrated because I can't FaceTime and drive. And Macy's like, sorry, I just didn't want to wait in that parking garage anymore. And I'm like, that makes sense, but I can't drive and FaceTime at the same time. And I'm driving now and I have to hang up and I'm super focused on the road and I feel frustrated, unsatisfied and confused. (laughs) (laughs) Frustrated, sad and confused. Okay, here it comes. Here comes the big one. Is this the big one? Yeah. I'm in an apartment watching Macy marry themselves on TV. (laughs) It's a wedding and there are two Macy's in front of a crowd and also like a water background. Like kind of standing off on a cliff overlooking the water. And there's a long-haired femme Macy and a more current-looking short-haired Macy. And they're facing each other and saying vows, but there's no pastor. We can unpack this for hours. I know. I know. It's like you're processing my transition yes. in this dream. Yes. Um, there's no pastor. It's just them. And I'm thinking, this is really sweet, but also why wasn't I invited? And then Macy is in the room with me like watching this and explaining what's going on. It's like we're watching an old video. We're watching real-time footage, and there's another Macy explaining how they are doing in this moment at the wedding. Like, Scott, right now I'm feeling butterflies and so nervous, but also so excited and in love. I can't believe this is happening, but it's also in front of so many people. And look, I'm saying vows now. Can you believe I wrote what that? <laughs> can you believe that I wrote that? Do you think that was too romantic, <laughs> or do you think it was cheesy? So, <laughs> this All is like things I would say. <laughs> yeah, Macy and I are watching Macy marry themselves. LOL, IDK. It all makes sense when you're having the dream. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. As it's I am like, legit inspired by that dream <laughs> as a as a Macy. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's so crazy to 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 think you're totally buying into it as it's happening. You're like, yeah, yeah. oh, now oh, Macy's it's here. here. It's, There's it's Macy. Here I am. We're watching this. Macy, oh, marrying yourself. Oh, there. yeah, interesting. Very, you know? very interesting choice you've made yeah. there. <laughs> um, if there's other dreams, too, that you've bolded that you want to read that are fascinating, go ahead and read those, too. I'll, tr- I'll probably choose one bolded dream after these Reuven Macy Matthew dreams. <laughs> okay, next dream. I'm at my parents' house. This is also real, too, with Reuven Macy Matthew. Just so everybody knows... It's like five or six dreams and then a Reuben, Macy, Matthew dream. I'm not like... You, right. There's there's so many pages not, within it's here. It's not like just I'm only dreaming Reuben, Macy, Matthew <laughs> dreams. It, I'm just reading you those for fun because I do a podcast with Macy. So I feel like people, <laughs> people want to know about this. Um, I'm at my parents' house with Reuben, Macy, and Matthew. I feel like your your mom comes up often. Which is strange. Your mom comes up often. Marissa obviously comes up often. Freudian. I think like, Avery might come up more than Jack. Oh, yeah. No, Jack Harley shows up. It's interesting. Yeah. Women, um, perceived women, you know, who knows? We are at my parents' house, but it doesn't look like my parents' house. And I said, gosh, how do dreams do that? I'm in Seattle, but it doesn't look like Seattle. My parents' house. I know, that's a weird aspect of dreams. We're obviously there to do a listening party with my parents. We're all gathering in the living room and chatting and setting up. And my dad hands me a light beer in a can. And I remember thinking, it's too early for a light beer. So I guess it felt like 9 a.m. And I had a feeling I should be drinking coffee. And my brother Skylar's there, too. And we're all playing our songs. And we're playing them from a laptop. And I remember pretty clear that everyone is getting a turn. And Reuben and Maddie are sitting on the ground like cross-legged. And my mom and dad are sitting on a couch. And Skylar is like pacing. And both Macy and I are in these lazy boy chairs. (laughs) Then it's Macy's turn. And Macy plays like an old worship song. And this gets pretty funny. Macy describes this song as a song that doesn't mean much to them anymore, but it's nostalgic from college when they were super Christian. So we're about to listen, and I put my big lazy boy chair like right next to Macy's because I want to hold the computer, but Macy also wants to control it. But then all of a sudden I realize that we're probably sitting too close together and people are going to think it's weird, but now I don't want to move because that will draw attention to it. So I just stay super close to Macy. And then the song starts and it's like a big cheesy Christian ballad. And Macy starts singing along and eventually is like overcome and stands up on the chair and is belting out this song with their eyes closed and adding lots of extra notes, super loud and putting their hands in the air. And I'm getting really embarrassed and I'm wearing a jean jacket with like sheepskin lining, kind of like Macy has. And I look down at the coat and start nervously fidgeting with the buttons, hoping it will end soon. And I keep looking up at everyone and giving them like a shoulder shrug, like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening, gesture. And I remember feeling kind of pumped for Macy. And the feelings fluctuate like it's super so over the top that I kind of want to laugh. But I also can tell this means a lot to Macy and that it would be hurtful if I laughed. <laughs> It's a big vibe. I was so confused. Afterwards, I remember going to my parents' fridge and thinking it was still too early for a beer, but I opened <laughs> one and took a sip anyways. <laughs> the beer as the bookend of that dream is so funny. Oh, oh that whole thing. I can picture it. <laughs> and it is also I funny know, guys. that I would get nostalgic about an ex, like an old Christian song. I I'm not making this stuff up. <laughs> I am not making this stuff up. Oh gosh, what's uh, this one? You don't have to read them all. Oh yeah, this is this this is a, this was a big Macy dream, and I'll just maybe pause halfway because it's long. But it says Macy's telling me a story about how they recently met one of my old leaders from Bethany, whose name happens to be Bethany. Bethany is the church I worked at, and I had a leader named Bethany. And I'm so sad because that would have been really fun and nostalgic to hang out with Macy and Bethany together. And Macy's telling me how they played in a volleyball match together. 
at like a oh, church did you picnic. Oh, cool outfit? Yeah. And as Macy is telling me the story, we can both see it happening like in a movie. And Macy looks like they did in high school, super femme and sporty and playing doubles volleyball with Bethany. And they are both super competitive. You know, so much of this is like us sharing our journeys all the time together. Mm-hmm. So it's like mm-hmm. I have these images. I, 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 I get absorbed in the stories when you're talking about like sporty Macy. I'm... I can see it all. You can picture it, and then your brain has to process it. Yes. I feel like it's really interesting even hearing back, like, you processing my own transition. It's yes. really interesting it to have this witness. It is. <laughs> and as yeah, Macy's dreams. telling me the story, we can both see it happening, like, in a movie. And Macy looks like they did in high school, super feminine sporty, and playing doubles volleyball with Bethany. And they both are super competitive. I just remember this like it was yesterday. Then all of a sudden, I'm just there at the place Bethany and Macy are playing volleyball. And now I'm at this church picnic and feeling overwhelmed, classic, (laughs) and bored. And I'm kind of just standing on a random volleyball court. Like there's, like I didn't say it here, but I can picture like there's like eight volleyball courts set up in a row. And I'm just in this abandoned. No, it's grass. Okay. All this grass park. Um, So let's see, uh, overwhelmed, bored, and kind of standing on a random volleyball court. Now Macy is walking by on the other side of the court and looks like modern Macy again. And has a cool outfit and colorful short hair. And as Macy's walking by me, they want a high five, but I don't want to give a high five. And I feel like I have kind of a pouty energy for some reason. So I don't high five, and then I lay down. And I'm laying on my back. And Macy, like, comes around and is standing over me and yelling and kind of trying to cheer me up by talking about their pants. And they're this giant, colorful, cool-looking pants, kind of like the camo pants Macy wears, like in that style. And apparently the cool thing about these pants is that there are slits in different parts of the pants to make it easier to play volleyball in. And I'm listening, but just remember feeling, like, overwhelmed. This, this is a, that's also like a mood where I think when I'm trying to cheer you up sometimes, mm-hmm. I'll try and distract or do something exciting cool and, pants. and it's just overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of working. Like, I was pretty interested in these pants. Like... It's it's really interesting. I can picture it perfectly. I'm standing up now, everybody. Like there there were like slits all up and down the pants. I want these pants. And then around like I don't know how this works logically, but like instead of a belt, there were like slits all around where a belt should be. Okay. And it was just like you were like, Look how much I can move. Like these are like fashionable and I'm sporty. I want it these works. pants. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, Oh, I was like, I've never seen anything like this. This that eventually turns into some sort of weird dream where I have to like talk to Macy's parents and like there's a squid in a an oven, but I won't read about oh, that. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, but that dream I don't know if this should be off mic or not, but I <laughs> I feel like we had a conversation right before that dream about you talking to my parents. Right, totally. And well, that was exactly as like, oh, that showed up in your dream. I think it did. Yeah. I think it did. And Maybe some slight anxiety I would sense, but I like know, definitely I, I, willing to go through with it. You said that, and I was like, I, when I read that, I was like, oh, I feel like Scott was really confident that he could talk to my parents, but I'm like, oh, there's probably something. There. I still am confident I could do it, but I would, there's, I would have some emotions some about some it. Some emotions, yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay, this is the last in red dream. This is the most recent. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, this this is the one you just read before I came here, but you're just mentioned. You don't play like a central figure. Oh, what was. Well, you don't have to read it. No, no, I don't mind reading it. Um, it's just this judgy thing you were doing. <laughs> I'm ju- judgy, <laughs> and this, this, this one, yeah, it's like this is real. This is a, this is an energy between the two of us that's exasperated in the dream. <laughs> this was a big dream last night too that turned crazy. But like, I'll just say this: an image that you read about, but I won't get into this, the mechanics of this dream. But like, there was this sort of like evil older woman that was 
that I was intrigued by in lots of different ways, like very complicated emotions. But this very poignant scene, it seems entirely only capable in dreams. It's mm-hmm. like she was punishing this man who was her employee by locking him up in a little dog kennel. So it's oh, like a tiny little dog geez. kennel and she shoves him in there and he should not be able to fit in there, but he does. And she comes up, um, she comes up and starts trying to lecture him and he immediately stands up and grabs her lip from the dog kennel and pulls it. And she grabs his eyelid. <gasps> and they're both pulling at Ugh. it. And I'm like, we got to get out of here. I'm like, with Avery. And I'm like, this is bad. Uh, but the image is so poignant. Poignant, yeah. You know, I'm just like grabbing the lip. And oh. it's pulled, stretched out the eyelid. And they're both like kind of in the standstill. Yeah, gosh. That's, that's like powerful imagery. It is. In a kennel. What's that? I mean, give me give me a therapist to unpack that one, you know? <laughs> you a psychoanalyst? Yeah. Analyze these dreams. The main dream I can remember involved me telling Macy about this program Bobby is part of where he swims with kids across this river. So Bobby's a friend of mine. We're going to have him on someday as an Enneagram 8. Very, very, we one of my met. favorite friends. And um, as a youth pastor in Tennessee that I hardly ever get to see. This was so clear. The river is like a border between Tennessee and Washington. And it's a big river that also happens to be calm and kind of clear blue like ocean water. And on the other side of the river is like these cliffs of reddish clay sand. And I'm telling Macy about this. And as I'm telling, we can like watch it happen kind of like one on a giant movie screen in the sky. And Bobby is jumping in the river with some kids and leaders. And one of them has a big giant animal floaty. And Macy starts to comment that this is the absolute wrong way to cross the border and doesn't like what they're doing. And I'm like, well, they're not doing anything illegal and we don't even have to watch this. And I just thought you'd like to see what Bobby does with his youth program. And that Macy's is like, such a mood. <laughs> Macy's like, even though, it's ille- even though it's legal doesn't mean Bobby should do it. It's a really bad example for these kids. And I'm having that sort of shame feeling and I'm kind of wanting to change the subject and wishing I hadn't brought it up. Then same dream. I'm all of a sudden, oh man, this is so weird to reflect on. I feel like I want to hide, and the best way to do that would be to jump into the water next to Bobby and his kids and swim with them, but just, like, under the water. Like, I just wanted to get under the water and not be seen, and so I jump in, and I distinctly remember the water being warm and shallow, and I could see clams and oysters and stuff in the bottom, and we cross back over, the. and Bobby's like, I didn't know you were here, and I still kind of don't want to be noticed, so I kind of wave and want to just, like, go explore the city we're in on the other side of the river, which I guess is sort of Tennessee, but it's just also a small town. <laughs> there they are Macy I feel like that is it's fascinating and I think um, helpful as friends like I see us in that and uh-huh. it's it's f- interesting <laughs> and fun to have it in this dream form but I'm like that is for sure both an energy that like I could bring that vibe of like judging something and be like you shouldn't be doing this and feeling holier than thou with that opinion and it's like Dang. I'm just trying to I'm tell you something. I just way. want to tell you something about my friend Bobby. And you're like, right. well, I don't like how they're crossing. I'm like, uh. And even you saying, like, <laughs> wishing you hadn't even brought it up yeah, or whatever. Exactly, I'm like, exactly. that is the mood. That's yeah. a thing. Oh, it's so interesting. Um, okay. okay. I think I'm only going to read one bolded dream. Okay. So this will be my finale of reading these long dreams. And maybe as I'm listening back, I'll, gosh, I'm getting caught up in this. I Time mean, flies when you get caught up. Um. This was this was one that I've read aloud already, and just this was a really recent one. You'll you'll be familiar with this. That I just started laughing because it's so weird and silly. So um, here goes last one, everybody. If you're if you've been listening, you're not going to get any more dreams after this. I went on a vacation with no joke. Donald Trump was like my dad. 
So I, I'm typing this out like as, I, as I'm thinking, so you'll get these little asides. Or, geez, I don't really understand my relationship with him in this dream. Dad vibes, which is super <laughs> frustrating to even think about, but it happened. Donald Trump has showed up about four or five times in my dreams, and Joe Biden has shown up a few times. Interesting. This makes Man, sense again. I might you. read a bolded one about Joe Biden. Yeah, it's so you should because it's funny. Yeah. Uh, dad vibes, which is super frustrating to even think about, but it happened. And he's driving Marissa and me to like a fancy, fancy hotel. I'm in the back seat of a van and he's driving. And we get there and there's like a big security checkpoint with a huge gate and large bushes to keep everything private. And we get the super fancy room. And I remember Marissa instantly saying, and Marissa's on brand in these dreams. Marissa's saying she's going to go to a spa. And I went out and started exploring the hotel and I come to this hallway that had various bistro tables. And I see my mom and we sit and start to talk. Gosh, and this was so real, but makes absolute no sense now. We now decide we're going to walk down this hallway together. Oh, this the is hall- the dog sticker. <laughs> yeah. The hallway has lots of paintings and like a thick red carpet, and we have a booklet that has different bears that you can choose to walk yep. down the hallway with. Okay, let me just read that sentence again, everybody. We have a booklet that has different bears that you can choose to walk down the hallway with to make your experience feel more authentic. <laughs> what? And I'm looking at my mom scroll through these various bears and she's having a hard time deciding. <laughs> this this was so real. Once she finally decides, she chooses the bear, but it's just like a sticker or expecting a... And I'm expecting a real bear, but this seems so stupid. And I'm kind of mad at the hotel or thinking my mom didn't do this right. So like, yeah, I mean... I, I picture her that. like having this little tiny sticker and picking it and <laughs> sticking it on the carpet. That's Is exactly that what right. she does? Yeah, that's exactly right. And I guess maybe we're expecting it to grow up into a real bear, but it's just now this sticker smashed into this carpet. Even <laughs> reading it the first time, I was like disappointed that there yeah. wasn't a bear. Where's the bear? I felt the disappointment. <laughs> Is there more? Well, there's more about Daniel and Donald Trump falling asleep on top of him, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to read that part. But yeah, that all felt really weird. Uh, yeah, this is not the Joe Biden one. Some bold ones. Um, oh yeah, remember, uh, t- this is another memory too, that is I've already done this, and I kind of wanted them to arrive, because, but because it's COVID, like things are not arriving on time. But I oh. ordered a pair of yellow Crocs. <gasps> that for I, real? In my dream, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you had a yeah. dream and you had them? Oh my gosh, Scott, I'm really excited for you to yeah. have Crocs. They're so comfy. <laughs> um, some sex dreams. Some sex dreams. <laughs> you some read news. in your book that what? What? This book, which oh, men had a very binary four study. Four times, yeah. Four times more likely. Yeah. I feel like just dream. because you have more vivid dreams, that's probably why. Yeah. Oh, man, I, I remember there was a dream where Mount St. Helens exploded. Um, oh, yeah, this one where I, like, mentored Taylor Swift. Oh, my gosh, yeah, that <laughs> one was really funny. I guess here's here's one of the overall takeaways. Yeah. There's many, yeah. many, many, many. Yeah, should we get into processing? Is that our final note? Should we say hold and then do some processing? Sure. You guys, we're going to come back and try to do a processing recap in, like, 15 minutes because yeah. we're at 2.05. Okay, so yeah. time flies when ten, you're fun. 10 to 15 minutes. 10 to 15 minutes. When we come back. Okay, the first stream, I don't remember how well I woke up and fell back to sleep. I wanted to remember what I remember. I know it for sure. I had something to do with my body and gender, and I kind of think that I was asking people to use he, him pronouns, which was interesting. Um, I can just remember their scenes, like... 
that I was just seeing where I was playing tennis. And I was back and I was with this person. His name's like Mario. I think that's his name. Marty? Marty. His name's Marty. He's like this old tennis instructor from when I was a kid. And we played. It was really fun. I had a lot of fun playing tennis. Um, he was really kind when I was rusty. Um. I just woke up from one and I remember details, but they're gone right now. Wrapping it up. Wrapping it up. We uh, had dreams. This went by really fast. <laughs> I know. Well, Dang. I think this is one of those topics where obviously we'll do more, but I think it meant even more to you than it did to me. Yeah. Like your dreams are really significant and big and mm-hmm. telling you a lot. And I think, and you think you agree with me that you have the same capacity. I don't think it's like something. No, I don't think so. I do think people probably have maybe an inclination towards it. Like, Mm -hmm. it sounds like you've always dreamt this vividly. I think I have. I've I've always, and I I guess even up until now, I've assumed everybody else does too. Right. And that's not the case. Like I talking to Matthew, because I'm like, I felt shame that I don't have as vivid of dreams as you do. Hmm. And Matthew's like, oh, I don't really either. And shame, shame. Say a little bit about that, because I feel like we haven't deep dived that quite yet. Like, that's true. That's true. Well, it's so like true. Oh, for sure. I mean, so what's the idea? What's it like? Is it like just a mixed emotions getting my dream log in the morning? It's like, okay, I'm excited to read this, but gosh, this is also really frustrating. Yeah. There's a part of me that's like, and an we talked about passions last week. It's like, I say this to you every time I'm jealous. <laughs> I am viv- like very aggressively jealous that you're having so much information to process. And it's so creative and it's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> and man, he's listening to a musical, I guess. These are musical. Yeah, Matthew just gestures. watched that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Every time, every time I just it's also this part of me feeling like I'm doing something wrong that I don't remember. And we even talked about you talked about alcohol. I smoke weed and I'm like is that affecting it? And Mm -hmm. it might be affecting it, but I'm like, I don't really remember having, I I do. I can't think of a time in my life ever where I remember my dreams that vividly, like, wow, ever, you know, I definitely can think of specific dreams, but it's like rare. And it's like, wow, I had a big dream last night. And it was like once in a month that I have a big dream that feels kind of vivid. That's always been the case. Uh, yeah, man, I I feel I feel like I you it's have this a, gift. I had such a strange feeling to hear you say that because <laughs> I don't know. How to I say feel this. like people would think I would have more interesting dreams. <laughs> I'm disappointed in my lack of interesting dreams. <laughs> That's so funny, but I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm having a very strange reaction. That on the one hand, wanting to comfort you and being like. <laughs> You do. I mean, you do have waking dreams like they're manifest on your walls right now, you know, yeah. and, and we can see them and they're so beautiful and cool. 
Um, so in that sense, I'm jealous a lot of times about your creativity. On the other hand, I feel like, I guess I, I don't know what the best way to say is like, there's, there is reason to be jealous in the sense of like, they, the dreams are great. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. It seems that way. Yeah. And, and to a certain extent, like I'm typing these out, you know, like laying in my bed, I have a posture now in the morning. I'm like on my right elbow, leaning over in my bed. First thing before I do anything, I'm writing the dream log mm-hmm. and I'm trying my best to describe it, but there's a certain element where you could go back and describe it even better. Yeah. You know, like you could really write it well. Yeah. Um, which is intriguing in of itself. I know. I feel like I, I feel like you, it would be fun for you to do that even more. Like, <laughs> I feel like he has so much to go off of here. Yeah, I was going to say this, and we were like, well, let's say it in recording, like, at the end. But, like, um, I feel like the process of writing has just made me potentially be able to get into a flow where you're not judging what you're writing. You're like, mm-hmm. you're obviously writing nonsense. And you're like, but that's what happened. Mm-hmm. And if you did that with your imagination in terms of creating a story, you'd be like, this is nonsense, but that's what, that's literally what happened in your dream and so it gets you into that brain state of being like i can be free to write things and you can just make things up and that's cool and your dreams kind of teach you that yes yes and then there's this piece tonight too i've just been thinking in a fresh new way about the idea of an audience like how people have told us oftentimes that this is an indulgent podcast or self-indulgent podcast or it's too long and I'm like, well, we're just finding our audience. So the, the audience that wants the indulgent, long, meandering conversation, I think we've found those people and mm-hmm. hopefully we'll keep finding those people. But I honestly, I, I am trusting you. I'm trusting you that you're not humoring me. I'm not humoring you. Uh, yeah. And so I'm like 90, I'm at 90% trust right now, <laughs> which is high trust, you know? And if I let myself trust that, it's a pretty magical feeling it's like sharing these dreams in most situations would have induced eye rolls and yawns and it's inappropriate and like i can't that's why i love that we've created this podcast but like in 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 the situations that i've created for myself that's the crazy thing about Mm -hmm, our lives mm -hmm. i've i've created a world for myself yeah these types of i can't show up to a party and read these dreams where am i gonna do this you know the fact that we have a place where I can where do it. Where it's like we get to show up and be like, let's read these dreams. Yes. And that's the whole space is to do that and to just be like, this is interesting. Let's think about it. It's and I'm having cool. fun. Like yeah. I was really getting lost and I was like, gosh, I'm having a lot of fun. I hope Macy's having fun. <laughs> um, but then also I think about just the image of like a writer, like writing a book, uh, any type of book, whether it's fiction or nonfiction. And then they're invited to like a library to read some of their passages. Mm-hmm. I haven't created that sort of life for myself, but that seems fantastic. It's like, that's what you're doing. It's not a side or a hobby. It's like what you do. I do this. I'm I'm showing up and these people want to hear what I wrote. Mm -hmm. They they liked what I wrote and they want to hear me read it. I know. I hope that this like really does encourage you to write more. Yeah. I want to keep encouraging you to do that. I'll, I'll keep pushing you as a friend. That's nice. That's really nice. Jeez. I'm not just saying it. I I trust it. I believe it. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the energy tonight. (laughs) (laughs) do we have any final dream thoughts Hmm, i hope (laughs) i have more i want to keep doing it we didn't even get into lucid dreaming maybe we'll have a whole episode on that yeah we're obviously as deep divers trying to figure out how to lucid dream at least i am doing a few of the things 
Um, <laughs> a few of the things it's like you're supposed to throughout your day in your waking life be like, is this a dream? And have yourself question that in your day. Mm-hmm. And that'll help you to do that at night in your dreams. Lily commented, we had comments and I don't, we won't get to them, but Lily, Lily is an, a, a lucid dreamer. A lucid dreamer. Yeah. She said it so confidently and casually. I'm like, that's amazing. Okay. Jealous. Jealous. Oh, yeah. jealous. We're jealous. Jealous of, of lucid Lily. dreamers out there, but also realizing that maybe that could be me one day. Yeah, it seems doable. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, there, I think there's just tons of tricks. One of the ones that I've heard is before bed, try to um, physically poke your finger through your palm Ooh. and just do that and watch it. And then when you're in the dream, you do the same thing. And, and in the dream, you can go through. And then you know you're dreaming. Yeah. Really? <laughs> Apparently. That's, that's so cool. <laughs> I want that to happen. You need, you need like a code word for yourself in the dream to let you know you're dreaming. And that's just yeah. one of the suggested ones. Yeah. I think. But. I don't yeah. know of any other processing besides that. I, I feel like a baby dreamer. <laughs> and I, I, I'm totally. excited and I'm hopeful that I can get that's more in touch with them. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be so cool to check in five years from now and be like, I am an adult dreamer. Yeah. It's like I dream. I now lucid dream often. (laughs) And every night I have a sex dream. It's amazing. (laughs) That was one of my memories. You don't want that every night. One of my memories. And I think you would be. Could you imagine if every single night? No, it'd be too much. I'd be like, okay, I can't handle a sex dream tonight. (laughs) No, but um, one of the dreams was. You, I think you remember this. It was like I'm in a group setting, like at a party, and I just remember wanting to lay down. And this is where everything's starting to, in our dreams, like, you know, meld together, where it's like in some of the dreams, I'm getting out my dream log. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that so, is so funny, yeah. too. And in this dream, I'm, wa- I'm at a party, and I'm wanting to lay down and go to sleep and have a sex dream. Like, I'm, like, desiring that. And I can sense it coming. And like I'm laying down, and as I'm starting to fall asleep, the sex dream is starting to get projected into, into the party. Oh yeah, into other people, and they yeah. can see it. And everybody, yeah, it's like it's not into other people, but it's like a projector, like out on the screen, a screen or something from my brain. And everybody's like, "Oh, look what's happening in Scott's dream right now." And I'm like, "No, no, 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 no." <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I remember reading about that yeah. one. That would be that's crazy town. <laughs> yeah, man. No, I think this is the beginning. Yeah, this is definitely you know? just the beginning. We just introduced the We've topic. We've only just begun, everyone. This is the start of a topic. Yeah. Get ready dream for the We future. encourage everybody to have a dream log. Yeah. It's great. Oh, yeah. Just do it. It's super fun. Yeah. And find a buddy that you can do a dream log with or multiple send us people, your a group. Logs. Yeah. Send us your interesting dreams. Yeah. That'll be fun. I'd post it in the stories, probably. Mm-hmm. Some people put in the comments, so we didn't get to read them, but go check out our Instagram page. We're on Instagram, everybody, at No Small Thing. And we posted, I posted a sleepy selfie and some people commented their dreams, (laughs) which there was one that was really interesting of this person who, uh, I forget who commented it, but basically their grandma or grandpa was dying and they had this dream and they had like eight months of dream kind of saying goodbye to them. And they knew in this last dream that it was a goodbye and they haven't dreamt of them since. That's powerful. I think that's That's real. And we're talking about like collective dreaming. It's like, I mean, I was thinking about this just like, Everybody, just so you know, like Macy, Ruben, Matthew, and I, and uh, several others are all doing this youth group together. Like, what if, what if, what if we set an intention mm-hmm. to dream about the youth group rebel for a month together, and and then see what comes up? Like, like see if it happens. Where is it going? Yeah. Like, what what's what's happening with rebel? What ideas do you have? Where are we going? 
Hmm. And then we're all starting collectively dreaming. What if we all start kind of like dreaming similar things? And we're all like, what? What? That would be really cool. <laughs> Just so people know, the person I said was Cafe Inated Cactus. Ooh. Caffeinated. Caffeinated, Caffeinated cactus. cactus. The fact that they just wrote it that I feel like way. that's a new contributor. That doesn't yeah. sound familiar. Shout out. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Okay, everybody. Thanks for listening. We love you. How do you sometimes Dreams. Then? Bye. No, no. Anything else? <laughs> okay. Anything else? Okay. Anything else? Anything else? No, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. What do you want to announce next week's topic? Do you know what it is? Is it Run the Jewels? Mm-hmm. Where next week's topic is Run the Jewels. <laughs> I need to deep dive their older albums. Yeah. I'm excited. Scott's, I, I, Scott's I, I do about wonder to unload. if you're going to do it. I am going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> now I will. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Okay. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you. This was an indulgent episode. Hopefully you had fun. Bye. Dream. Dream, dream, dream. Charms whenever I